Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. I'm getting awesome, you're getting awesome, we're getting awesome, yeah, that's what I said now. I'm getting awesome, you're getting awesome, we're getting awesome, yeah, that's what I said. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the awesome cast number six. I need to use the other hand for the numbers. Um, of course, I am your host, uh, on Mike Sorg, right here again for another week of awesomeness. And, uh, we were going to have a guest, AndyQuailTechberg.com. We were having some Skype problems. Uh, he didn't let us know he was there. It was weird. Uh, but we're going to figure that out. We're going to try to get him on next week, see if we can reschedule. But in the meantime, we did manage to get, he's had perfect attendance. Rob Delacretin. <laughs> you tried so hard i tried so oh, hard i tried so hard we, we were discussing so i have a problem with last names as you probably saw when we had aj on last last uh last week and i will confess my embarrassing trying not to pronounce rob's name this whole time after after five episodes because i don't want to mess it up so you I'll put practice. the uh you I'll... put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable shoot. but you got everything else right uh, shoot <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob, how are you doing this week? I am uh, I'm currently moist as it's wicked hot outside. Wicked hot. It's moist. It's wicked hot. And of course, the other voice you're hearing, our uh, emergency backup plan, uh, pants or not, uh, is uh, Chachi. Tony Walker, how are you doing tonight? I am also moist. Thank you. Thanks for jumping in here. I mean, we, we, we called you like like five minutes before the show and said... You know, it's like, do you have pants on and can you be on the show just in case this doesn't work out? So there you go. And now we see we see where he sleeps. <laughs> that's, that's completely my bed behind me. That is, I would hope so. So uh, how are you doing? I'm well. Uh, thanks for having me for the third time. Yes. In six episodes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. 50% um, attendance rate. That's not bad. Yep. Yeah, not hey, bad. Not bad. Yeah, I show up when I'm called. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, uh, well, we don't have a discussion topic uh, per se this week. Kind of our first. We're going to try. Nothing really came up. It was it was really slow after all, after getting E three and the iPhone and all this like important stuff. Now we find out what happens when nothing happens in the industry for the week. Um, so we have a list of stories we're going to go through here and uh, kind of see where it goes, guys. Yay! Are you excited for this experiment? I'm pumped. I'm fucking psyched. Hey, <laughs> that's hey. not the show we're doing, Chachi. Um, <laughs> you can beat that out, right? <laughs> if I depends on how late I edit this. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot. It slipped my mind. So, uh, so everybody's either, what? What does anybody want to start with? Uh, go, go for it, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have three stories that you sent me. Two are Apple related. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with. Uh, uh, I don't care. Either way, I'm just gonna completely bitch. Well, we we, uh, we may as well uh, cover the iPhone stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, the big story is that they're still broken um, <laughs> to a degree. Users are still reporting problems with the iPhone 4's proximity sensor. Uh, and I had actually heard about this uh, in person from a friend of mine before. Um, 
I had read about it on the inner tubes. Basically, the problem is there's a proximity sensor uh, right next to the earpiece on the iPhone, and the point is to shut off the screen when you're talking on the phone uh, so your ear doesn't uh, accidentally put your call on hold or hang up on them or anything. And it seems like it's just not working that well. So people are putting their phones to their head and, um, you know, hanging up and taking pictures and doing all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. On top of all the other problems, the usual the usual line of, uh, of, of Apple issues when you buy a first-gen product. But um, Also, along those lines, uh, what was this? I love this headline from iSmashPhone was, Apple admits a mistake, uh, waving restocking. Though that wasn't the one that I liked. Uh, but no, this was also related. Uh, they're waiving the restocking fee on, on the iPhone 4 uh, in regards to the, uh, the antenna problem, I believe. Yeah, and um, basically where that story is going with the antenna problem is that what's going to happen in uh, a week or two is they're going to roll out an update which will make it so that everybody's iPhone correctly displays the proper amount of bars. So the people who are currently complaining because their iPhone drops calls are still going to be dropping calls, except now instead of blaming Apple, they'll be blaming (laughs) AT&T and everybody wins. A fantastic case of uh, corporations passing the buck. Um, it, but you know what? We really, you know, the, haven't haven't we kind of waited for Apple to be like, you know what? It's not our problem anymore. You know, it really is AT and T. Although this time it was kind of their fault. Um, well, the thing is, is that um, like it's not the reception thing isn't their fault. The thing about holding the the death grip with holding it in your left hand, where the lower left hand corner of the phone. Uh, contacts uh, your skin is something that happens in all phones. If you take an HTC Evo or even like an old Nokia 2125 and you can create the same field around the lower left-hand corner where all antennas on all phones exist because of how the FCC tests mobile devices, you will see an attenuation of the signal up to, say, 15 to 20 decibels. All phones are vulnerable to this. It just so happens that on the iPhone 4, they put the antenna band on the outside of the of the phone, um, which increases the top end of its reception, but also uh, makes it that more susceptible to um, to that attenuation that you see with all phones. At this point, it's basically they're not necessarily saying it was their fault. They're just saying that their software made it so people who only had three bars, it looked like they had five bars. So when they lost reception, it seemed like a big deal. Um, But now what's going to happen is the people who had three bars are going to see three bars, and then they're going to see the same attenuation they'd see with any other phone, and they're going to drop their call. At the same time, something that a lot of people are overlooking is a lot of people look at the the bars on their phone as a a quality of signal, Mm -hmm. which is completely not true, because you're looking at a digital signal, not an analog signal. That is to say that... Um, digital is binary, so it's zeros and ones, it's a zero or it's a one, that signal exists or it doesn't exist. Uh, And as those bars go down, your bit error rate goes up, but there's a threshold, and once that bit error rate becomes too strong, you do drop your call. But when you have two bars, it doesn't mean you have any less of a signal than you have when you have five bars. It does mean, however, that you're right on the edge of reception, so you may want to, like, you know, climb a mountain or something to try and help your signal out. This whole thing is, is, has been educational to 
everybody, I hope, on how antennas and phones work. So we've, we've all become uh, 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 antenna engineers to, in a small part because of all of this. And realize that our phones have been lying to us this entire time. Yes. Well, you know, it all kind of stems back to the iPhone that was found in the bar. Okay, how so? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that they could have fixed this problem, like, before the launch, but they would have at least known about this problem before the launch. And I think like, they hey, knew that. This problem, we know, we're, we're working on it. Well, the other issue that kind of came up is, like, uh, if they were testing the phone, where are they testing it? Around Cupertino, where supposedly they have a super strong signal, uh, thanks to AT&T, pretty much putting a tower in their backyard uh, and amping it up since there's probably, like, you know, thousands of iPhones right there on campus. And also, uh, you know, if you can guess, since the uh, the stolen iPhone was found in, uh, in, in a case, that if these guys were using these cases to, uh, you know, out and about to... Uh, hide the phones as they were testing them, they wouldn't have even seen this problem. You know, yeah, they, would, they wouldn't have realized how bad it was because there was actually a, a test earlier this year. It's a third-party test. I forget who did it. Mm -hmm. um, on uh, signal strength of AT&T and where the best cities in the United States had the best signal. And the best AT&T signal in the entire country of these United States is in Cupertino, California. Mm -hmm. So they would have had it in the lab in Cupertino and everything would have been fine and dandy. And uh, even... When you had that sort of attenuation, they might have seen the bar drop by one, maybe two bars tops, and it's not that big of a deal. Whereas, like you said, with the case that they were using to test it outside of Cupertino, uh, where they might have seen the instance that's really shocking people, where you go from five bars to zero bars. Um, so that's 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 a good point where the uh, where the problem might have stemmed from and why they might have just kind of ignored it because nobody saw it go from five to zero. Even with all this, there's still it doesn't seem to affect the the calls being dropped uh, from from what everything I'm hearing. No, there's there's only a handful of people, and those are people who are making phone calls in areas where they really only have one bar, but their phone is displaying a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. Well, I would just like also to point out for the record that. Uh, any building in this country, in any major city, let me stipulate that, mm -hmm. is able to have a cell phone antenna placed on top of it. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that the building I work in has one, as do a few of our other branches. Okay. It, it specific, uh, I'm sorry, specifically because... We needed them placed there. Like it, it was put there, like by your by your uh, by your firm, basically. Yes. To to make sure everybody was eh, interesting. Interesting. I didn't know about that. So. So I mean, if if their their hometown has the best reception, mm -hmm. it's because they asked for it. Yeah, yeah. It would make, yeah. but it would make sense, especially since there's somebody that does uh, deal you know, directly with AT&T in that regard. So, you know, yeah, it makes sense. So. Yeah, it's, it's no surprise, and it's certainly no coincidence that yeah. Cupertino has the best reception out of the entire country. Exactly. Yeah, not at all. But, I mean, that's just because they asked for it. It is possible for other places to get just as good reception. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a... I'm guessing it's a huge hassle to fight with the company and make sure that they actually put the tower where you want it. Yeah. 
that, and I'm sure you have to get permission of whatever building you're in if you don't own it and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. So in other Apple news, and I swear I'm pretty sure this is the last Apple story of the week, and we'll get by it. Um, this was the one. Uh, Apple responds on iTunes fraud, vaguely confirms said fraud. Uh, apparently there was a problem last week with uh, somebody has hacked into iTunes. Uh, saw reports of what appeared to be fraud occurring in the system, namely a rogue developer has somehow managed to snag 42 of the top 50 sales positions in the App Store's book category with seemingly bogus content. Uh, I didn't think there were reports there. We're talking on MacBreak today of uh, people having to uh, uh, put in their password more often than usual that they noticed last week or have to maybe even make a new password. Have you guys heard anything about this? As a non-iPhone slash iTunes user, no. <laughs> I had heard about it. I spotted something on Twitter last night where somebody had said, iTunes possibly hacked. Go change your password now. And I honestly didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. And I, I doubt that this really affected uh, many, if any, people. Because even like the sort of, of hackery that took place here didn't necessarily put your private information or bank information at risk, mm -hmm. um, it was mostly just gaming the system. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like looks like it was something you know system wide. It wasn't you know my credit card's not. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I can go ahead and buy my field runners and I'm good. You can buy more Apple things and you'll be all right. Buy more Apple things. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, no, it. it uh, this article is rather short. But, I mean, yeah, from from the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like he was on there to take people's money. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was just, uh, hey, I make apps, and now you're not going to be able to buy them because Apple threw me out. And uh, to make myself semi-a-liar, uh, the Futurama episode is in news lately. Uh, they had their iPhone spoof last week. Uh, the iPhone, as in the eyeball-spelled phone. Um, mm. Apparently, the references uh, references mysteriously disappeared from the online clips of Futurama because they don't have the full episode up. I don't wear legally that I'm aware of, uh, but they they took out a few uh, clips here and there. Um, particularly, uh, particularly like 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 Mom, the, the character Mom in the show, uh, calling the users uh, dumb bastards, and uh, I'm not I'm not particularly sure what other points were taken out. So, um, so it's interesting. I wonder if this was something that was a pressure from, uh, you know, from Apple to Comedy Central in that regard. It could be. I don't know. I mean, I've always been uh, pretty surprised at how far some of these shows managed to push um, uh, topical and social awareness issues, kind of like the stuff that Seth MacFarlane has done on Family Guy, mm -hmm. where they, like, openly made fun of corporations you know, Fox, um, like the oil war and stuff like that. Um, and they haven't pushed any buttons. I, I, I mean, I can't say I'd be surprised if Apple threw enough weight around to get that stuff removed, but it's kind of a shame, I guess. Is a uh, Viacom's openly like daily show and everything's openly available on the, on the iTunes store, isn't it? Um, I know the daily show had some issues with Hulu. I believe they took all of it off. Viacom is pretty tight as far as uh, content sharing and stuff like that. Right. They were one of the, I, I believe they were one of the first companies to um, to reprimand YouTube for uh, having their videos up, and I think there was uh, still, they, 
they're still in, involved in that now. Yeah, because there was that thing where there was a video up, and then YouTube took it down after like five days, and now they're suing YouTube because they said they didn't do it fast enough, and they should be policing the entire YouTube's as all the videos come up. And it turns out that the video was actually uploaded by a Viacom employee. And yeah, it's fun. A lot, of, a lot of challenges. It sounds like a lot of challenges to the the idea of safe harbor, which uh, a lot of our ISPs uh, are under. So you know, if you're downloading, you know, porn or whatever, that's illegal. You know, the Verizon's not responsible. You know, the user is, and that's pretty much what YouTube's been operating under, and that's what they're trying to avoid getting abolished, from what I understand. So. Yep. Um. Let's see. Let's do. Let's go ahead and do our ad real quick, and we'll get to the rest of the news. Uh, of course, uh, we are uh, sponsored by, we are big supporters of Audible.com. Uh, I will. I have another confession to make. This is the night of confessions. Uh, I, I actually haven't been signed up for it for several months. Uh, Gasp! I know, I know. I, know <laughs> I, I did the tryout. I completely gamed the system. But it's okay because I rejoined uh, as of this week uh, due to some fortunate, fortunate circumstances. Uh, and I picked up my first book. Is actually, I started it today. I finished in Defense Food, by the way. Um, nice. Got me thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, the way we're working isn't working. Uh, I actually discovered this book. Uh, that he was supposed to be interviewed on that at night last week. They uh, also had Skype problems. I think it's spreading. Um, but this is basically talking about how uh, we're overworked. And uh, and, uh, it, it, and and the, the you know, it's what everybody should know. You shouldn't work so much. You should you should relax a little bit. You know, you should make sure you get enough sleep. But uh, it's put in ways that maybe, you know, my overwork but will understand it. Uh, <laughs> but I, it's, it's enjoyable so far. I, I've gotten through about a half an hour of it. It's about a six and a half hour book, if I recall. Uh, and you can get it free by going to that let, that address right there, audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. You get one free audio book. Cancel any time within those first 14 days. No risk to you. And uh, you can also check out, and I was discovering this since I just re-signed up. Uh, there's a nice free section there uh, for uh, Audible uh, members, which I believe you can uh, dive right into while you're uh, going through that free trial. Uh, they have a lot of shorts and chapter previews there. Um, I know there was a little bit of a short read by uh, Woody Allen that I put in my queue that I just heard about. Uh, a lot of chapters, a lot of speeches. Uh, if you're into politics and uh, old, old, old speeches, uh, I think there's some Mar- Martin Luther King. I think they ran like a, a thing where there was a lot of uh, like dur- during Black History Month where there was a lot of Martin Luther King and stuff in there. So it, it's pretty cool. You get a lot, a lot of value for for what you got, what you get there. Uh, this offer is, of course, to test out the gold membership, which gives you one credit every month, uh, which is good for. Uh, Pretty much just about any book in the store that I found. I, I I understand there's some like super long books in there that are two credits, but I have not found them yet. You know, through through my perusing through there. So uh, if you want to check that out, that or select anything else, check out the way we're working isn't working uh, over on AudiblePodcast.com/slash Sorgatron Media and help out this show. So, all right, back to the news then. Uh, what's this? This was interesting to me, and of course, we talked a lot about Hulu Plus last week. Uh, this actually came across the wire, I think, today. Uh, Netflix adds relative media to its instant cues, takes on HBO and Showtime, according to Engadget, of course. Now, uh, this is a big deal because uh, you know when you when you have HBO, Showtime, 
Uh, you notice a lot of those movies pop up just a few months after DVD releases. Well, this is this is the same sort of play, but for Netflix. Uh, through relative relative media's uh, known for big films like Three Hundred and A Serious Man, of course, a whole bunch of others. Um, a few mo- movies are mentioned coming up, including The Fighter, Skyline, Movie Forty Three, and Season of the Witch, and establishes them as a player. Now, now Netflix has 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 a couple interesting things because they already have this partially because they have the Stars Play integrated, which I've been enjoying a lot of stuff on there. It's really nice to be able to. You know, uh, you know, even since, especially since they're getting a lot of series going on. So oh, I watched the crap out of my Netflix. Oh, I know, I know, you're a big, big Netflix user. So yeah, I, I watch, I watch stuff that I wouldn't watch mm-hmm. if it's on Netflix, well, or stuff that I would have never even heard of. Definitely, definitely, and, and it, that's been the big, big, big thing. And I've really been surprised. Like a lot of stuff that's been more straight to DVD. Like uh, there was one that I think it was the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which is a Swedish film, is coming up. It came up, I think, today on a Netflix streaming. It was just released on DVD maybe a week ago. You know, uh, it, you know, again, not high budget things. You're not going to get Avatar on a week after it's released on on DVD. Of course, it was it wasn't even on DVD for Netflix about a month after. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. I think you're going to start seeing a little bit of a scattering of movies, kind of like how we have. Certain movies are on Showtime. Certain movies are on HBO. Certain movies are on Stars. If you're if you're getting those subscriptions, uh, I think you're going to start seeing. You know, some of these movies are available. You know, uh, after 30 days on DVD, some of them are available immediately. Some of them are available. Uh, you know, shortly after on instant streaming. Which you know, if you wait a month and a half and don't have to send out for a disc, how bad is that? So. And, and I was actually talked to somebody over the weekend uh, where they actually had the Netflix account. Send the DVDs to uh, their their mother, and uh, they take they take on the instant watching. They don't even have cable, hmm. so uh, that's all I pay for. Mm-hmm. I, I I have the lowest account. Mm-hmm. I get one DVD if I want it, <laughs> and I get the instant watch. And how often do you use that DVD? I uh, I accidentally ordered a DVD instead of watching something instantly once. <laughs> you, know, you know what? With the watch it now. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for me to have a DVD. Honestly, I mean... Yeah, now that most things are available via streaming. I I remember when it first started, there was a lot of stuff you couldn't get via streaming. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people weren't on board with that. But these days, they've got pretty much everything rolled out. And and with this new... uh, With the integration of uh, Relativity Media, um, I'm kind of interested to see... Like, we're closing down that window of how far after a movie being in theaters you're allowed to, you know, consume it personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, You probably remember when we were kids, you know, like how long it took for a movie to get to VHS. And sometimes it was just like forever. It was like almost a year sometimes. And now we're looking at 30 days or less. I I seem to remember like like it'd it'd be a year and then maybe it'll be another six months to a year before it's on HBO. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's like you were really excited to see Police Academy on the television with no edits, you know, two years after the, the film was released. You know, it was crazy back then. Now right. it, it, it's to the point where it's like, well, is that really a movie I want to see in a theater? Oh, well, it'll be on DVD in a couple months and I'll have it on Netflix. Right. And the way you know? the uh, the movie industry works is that most of the most of the profit you're going to see an opening weekend. Everything after that is just random bonus and it'll never match what you did on opening weekend so i'm kind of curious to see if we'll get to a time when 
you go out and, and see a movie on Friday and you can download it on Netflix for Monday night if you want to. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. It's-, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, I think. I can't wait. Honestly. So, I mean, it, it's it's insane. I, I've watched so much crap on Netflix that even flipping through TV, I wouldn't have even bothered to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chachi, have you been uh, seeing the Hulu Plus news that's been going around since last week? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I stopped watching Hulu. Really? At the news of, at the even, the thought of them changing the way it works with this whole Plus thing, mm-hmm. I stopped. Well, I don't think they're going to change what you get now. I think you're still going to get uh, the programming you get now that's like, you know, last five episodes and everything. Uh, but I, you know, again, I, I think it's a real stiff competition when, uh, you know, half the series I saw on there were on Netflix, you know, they've really, they've really stepped a lot of those series on there, uh, which, you know, kind of kills the box set to a point. So. No, because you're still going to have the hardcore fans that go out and buy the special edition box sets of with the special edition item that you can only get with the $80 box set. Mm-hmm. So, but I, you know, but it, I think it still kind of cuts into that because I know I stopped buying the uh, Smallville box sets. I stopped buying the Gilmore Girls box sets for for my wife. You know, the, yeah, the for your wife, it's it's okay to cover it. For my, my <clears throat> yeah, of course. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, either way, it cuts in. And I think that's what's really got them scared. So, um, I I sent out a, yeah. a new topic that okay. wasn't on the delicious. Okay. Um, on Gchat, I kept telling you about the the T-Mobile announcement and everything. Oh yeah, and, you were you were pretty unhappy with that. Well, I was until I found the uh, the specs or the the uh, the rumored specs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I sent you the link. But backtrack a little bit. Where'd you send me the link at? Uh, Twitter, because I tried in the chat room and it was blocked. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll fix that. But, uh, so T-Mobile, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. Maybe three. Uh, on Twitter, I follow them because they're extremely helpful. I love them as a company. Their service is great. Um, yes, their phones were a little behind the time for a while until they got the G1. But I- I'm happy overall with the way the company is. And so I follow them on Twitter and... They sent out a teaser tweet saying that over the next few days, they were going to release a hint a day as to a huge announcement, announcement that they had in regards to their phone, their, new, their next huge phone. Well, with the, uh, with the discussion going on about uh, the, exclu- the exclusive contract between AT&T and Apple almost being up, I got my hopes up. You did. You called me at the end of work one day. Yeah. Well, I called you, and I flat out said during the call that I'm calling you so you know that I called it first. <laughs> it, and I, I flat out told him that even if I was wrong, I, I there was that chance. I just wanted him to be the first to hear me say that it was going to be the new It iPhone. was to the point where... I was disappointed as all hell when they didn't announce anything the next day. But, so, obviously it wasn't the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's fine. 
I, I would have gotten the iPhone had it been on T-Mobile. They, regardless, they, they of were my playing a game with you too. They're they're putting uh they're putting um uh riddles out on Twitter and everything. Yeah. It was no, it, was, it bad. was hardcore. Yeah, yeah. So so what, what did they announce here? That, that they announced the Samsung i ninety two hundred Galaxy S two. Okay. And it's it, from the looks of it, it's thinner than the iPhone. Uh, screen is comparable, mm-hmm. uh, and the rumored specs are: it's four point three inches, uh, twelve eighty by seven twenty, super AMOLED two. <laughs> uh, and that um, that display, uh, to be noted, uh, is actually higher uh, resolution than the iPhone screen. Get out of town. Yeah, the no. uh, the iPhone has a 4.5 inch display, which is uh, 960 by 640. Mm-hmm. This display is 4.3 inches at 1280 by 720. Yeah, and like I said, this is just rumored right now. Yeah, and it, it's an AMOLED, which um, you see on uh, I think the HTC Evo and or the one of the maybe the Droid X, one of those new uh, new fancy Android phones. One of them has uh, an AMOLED screen, which is said to be not as as uh, as crisp as the iPhone 4 display, but I'd be curious to see what this looks like with such a ridiculous resolution. Yeah, it, I mean the phone itself looks crazy. Is this? Yeah, it looks. It, it basically it looks to me like a a content consumption device. Yeah, but uh, it, it's rumored to have a two gig CPU with a gig of RAM, four gig ROM, thirty two gig built in flash memory. Plus, it's expandable to an extra 32 gig with a micro SD slot. Uh, 8 megapixel camera with full HD recording, uh, GPS, Bluetooth, Wi Fi, uh, 3.5 millimeter audio jack, accelerometer, gyroscope, proximity, and ambient light sensors. And it's supposed to run the Android 3.0 operating system. If all this comes to be true, that is going to be one fast phone. Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious to see how much of that they can actually squeeze into it. Yeah, I mean, a 2 gigahertz CPU is still pre- pretty unheard of for, uh, for a mobile device. A gig of RAM would be twice as much as, in, as, as is in the iPhone 4. And 32 gigs of built-in flash memory. I mean, I, I don't follow uh, Samsung's releases uh too much, especially not in the in the mobile space. But uh, this, if I had to look at these specs and take a guess, knowing very little about what Samsung usually does, I'd say this is somebody's wet dream more than uh, what's actually going to come out. Yeah, it, you know what? As much as it hurts me, I agree. Um, but uh, the next Android OS is pretty much just an update for uh, from what they did for the uh, Nexus One. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Gingerbread. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be released around mid-October. So, mm. I don't know. It looks spiffy. Yeah. Remember when we used to talk about this, like, about computers? Yeah. Just put that out there. Yeah, and now we've <laughs> we, we become, I mean, we've become almost a phone show at this point, because that's basically where all the news is. 
Yeah, most people have become a phone show. Well, I mean, the the, uh, yeah. the computer industry in general is all moving to mobile. At the very high end, you have you know your your phones, your iPhones, and stuff like that. And then down at the bottom, you have your your ultra mobile PCs, your uh, your tablets, things like that. And the um, as we've talked about before, you know, your desktop computing is moving to the cloud. Nobody really wants that much power at home anymore when you can get it online. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, it's to the point where, you know, I've become very platform agnostic. I'm sitting here in front of Linux, Windows, and uh, a Mac that we're recording this on. And I feel like I wouldn't even have, like, like something, you know, as powerful and expensive as this. You know, if I didn't do video, I would have no reason to. If I was still doing web, I wouldn't be getting something this this high end. I wouldn't be working on a Power Mac every day, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, the more I see it, as I recommend computers for friends, like my, my mother, who does CAD work, actually just called me before the show. Uh, hence that tweet that you might have seen. Um, and she was she was saying, you know, I was like, oh, I'm getting a computer. It's five ninety nine. That sounds pretty good for a CAD now, right? I'm like, yeah, that's basically is, you know, you they're all pretty much as fast as the other one, and you know, and, and that works for CAD. Yeah, that's that's fine. You know, some some five ninety nine gateway desktop. Sure, I think it was a desktop. Probably well, I mean, also you have to think our our sensitivity towards uh, new and exciting computer equipment has pretty much been desensitized. Mm-hmm. I guess if that makes sense. I mean. At first, when we all first started out, we were all excited when the newest and latest equipment came out or video cards or memory or anything like that came out, and things just kept getting faster and faster, but now mm-hmm. we're over that. And there's still there's still that community out there. Like, I, I watched Techzilla, and, and I think it's funny because it almost feels like, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'll be putting off some people uh, that, that are still the, the big custom builder people. Uh, when it comes to PCs, but it really feels very antiquated. Maybe it's just because I've been listening to it for so long. Um, when they're they're going in and talking about you know what specs to put in a PC that you're building for gaming and all this stuff, it just it just feels like uh, it, it almost feels old fashioned to me at this point. You know, but well, it's it's one of those things that I think is uh, more so a sign of the maturity of the industry, uh, where the the average user and even the power user doesn't need to know what's inside the magic box. They just need to know that it works. Um, there will always be gearheads. There will always be people who know the most intricate details of it. Just like nowadays, most people will go out, you buy a Toyota or a Honda or a whatever. You don't care what's in it, really. You care, is it safe? You know, what colors does it come in? What's the trim like? you don't necessarily care how many horses or how much torque is in it unless, you know, if you're a gearhead, you care about it and you know all those intricate details. But the general public, like, as a whole, they don't care. And that's that's definitely the way the PC market is going. I feel that we've reached we reach kind of a kind of a ceiling um, for for speed and ability. And um, now we're looking at more along the lines of multi-core processors. So the computers aren't necessarily faster, but they certainly handle us doing a lot more things at once much better than they used to. Exactly. And you're, you're right. There is always going to be the, the gearheads. However, all the, the basic nerds, us included, it, it's more about what you're carrying uh, i.e. your phone or your laptop or your tablet or what you have on you Mm -hmm. it it, it doesn't matter anymore what you have sitting at home on or under your desk 
just because no longer are we relegated to our our cold dark basements except exactly. for except for uh, me of course for you. <laughs> uh, right here uh a, but uh, other than that uh yeah we're no longer relegated to our cold dark basements we can we can drag our tech to uh to to the coffee shops and and, and it's become trendy we're no longer the basement geeks no and, and, and you cool know what kids. and it, it's it's also you you have to think about that the, the computers you have are at home may be the sweetest things ever. But talking to your friends on the street, they're not touching that. Mm-hmm. So as far as they're concerned, it's all talk. Yeah, and we've now, definitely, it's basically, I, mobile represents the infiltration of, uh, of the average person of technology to the point where people... I mean, there's still a lot of people who say, I don't need an iPhone. Nobody needs an iPhone. It's a piece of crap. Who cares? It's too expensive. But, you know, you're definitely running into more more people who don't care about tech, but they care an awful lot about their smartphone, and they don't even know it's called a smartphone. Yeah. I mean, to us, it's, oh, you have it with you. That means you're most likely you're going to let me touch it. (laughs) You're going to let me explore it because you know that I have a chub just from you telling me and showing me that you're holding this device right there in front of me. Yeah, I think we've all been there for, uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't think I've been to a pod camp that didn't have the latest, uh, oh, here's, you got the iPhone, here's a huddle around you. Yeah, it just exactly. came out. So. And it, uh, it was like that when the iPad came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was over at the Berg's Eye Lounge. And at Chilla came over and he had the iPad. Everyone knows how I feel about Apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still had to play with it. Yep. I mean, I, he had it. It was there. He showed it to me. He walked me through it. I still had to touch it. That, I think this... that doesn't happen with desktops anymore. I think this also speaks to the uh, the change of the metaphor and the change of the, the relationship that we're developing with our devices. Um, since our, our phones and even our tablets sometimes are with us all the time and we engage in so much content using these devices, um, we're transitioning from having a laptop or a desktop being something that you use to having your iPad, your, your iPhone, or uh, whatever smartphone you have, and it being like part of your being. You leave the house, you grab your wallet, your keys, and your phone, and it's always with you, and it's part of your life, not just something you use anymore. And, and with the adapt the adapters that come with it, uh, I don't know the exact name of it. It's a little square thing that you can plug into your iPhone that runs credit cards. Square. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. But, I mean, even with stuff like that, I mean... Even that's making it so you don't need a laptop. Yeah. I mean, you you hook that you hook the square up to your phone, bam, cash machine. Mm-hmm. It's become your your portal to everything and anything. Yeah, I mean, so I'm no, mo or stationary desktops are just at this point dying. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and they seem even less even less cool when you go into Best Buy and you see uh, the, those plasticky pieces of uh, crap. I, I I couldn't I couldn't stomach buying a, a desktop PC at this point because they just seem so chintzy to me, uh, just as hardware. So 
Um, well, uh, well, real quick, I had a couple more stories here. More about mobile phones. <laughs> hey, Disney acquires Tap Tap Revenge developer Tapulous. Woo! So okay. uh, we know we're going to have a nice flux of uh, Hannah Montana and Justin Bieber uh, revenge. I, I can't wait, personally. Actually, as I read this, I uh, for some reason was actually popping into the Apple Store for some looking for something else and saw the Nickelback Revenge was at the top of the chart. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there, we're going to see more of that. So, I would just like to correct you, <laughs> I, and I'm ashamed to know this. Oh, no. But uh, Disney doesn't have rights to Justin Bieber. I thought it was a Disney one. No. He I'm was signed sorry. by Ludacris or Usher. Ludacris? Really? Seriously? Yeah, that's why he was on the BET Awards. <laughs> that would... Uh, ex- he was uh, signed... He's, his label is Island and RBMG. Yep, hey, see? Island was is the it? ones that had the insane clown posse, so put that together. Uh, yeah, yeah Island, right Island is uh, Def Jam Music Group and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Wow. Head P was up there too. Good guys. Good guys. Um, Yeah. I'm ashamed to know that, but. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting. So, what what was this here? Uh, This line here over at uh, 148apps.com was like, uh, say, not the first time they've acquired an iPhone game either. Jelly Car 2 is also now a Disney property. Um, Hmm. So, that, I didn't know about that. So Walt Disney, I you know Disney has always been kind of on the outer fringe as far as video games. They've kind of more licensed stuff. Anything they've done that was straight Disney interactive uh, seemed really rough. Like you know, say like the Pirates of the Caribbean games or something is is what comes to mind for me. You know, and then Capcom does Disney's Magical Quest. You know, but I don't know. I, Disney's always dabbled. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they've been a little bit it, here and there. It's not really something that they wanted to get in, but they're like, eh. We'll try it this year. I mean, look at Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, but that's when the I, good that's when the good stuff comes out is when they do the collaborations like that. Yeah. Disney is, is always very cautious. And I, I have a feeling if you look at Disney throughout history, it seems like they developed this habit of dabbling and seeing how things work out after they made that big mistake of uh, not allowing the uh, current CEO, I believe, of uh, well, the, the founder of Pixar to develop 3D films under their name. And then he uh, split off, got some uh, a few dollars from uh, Steve Jobs, and and then Disney came crawling back and said, "Oh, we were just kidding. We really like oh, what yeah. you're doing, and you're now one of the most successful firms in the world. We'd like to have you back." Don't they, don't they run <laughs> the animated conversation? I would have loved to hear. Yeah, <laughs> don't they? Don't they now run all animation at Disney? Like like the the people on that board? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, one more, and I almost. Uh, have you seen the the bear video the 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 Best Buy kid did? I like a kid. He's twenty five years old. I found out. Uh, um, yeah. It's it's uh find it. It's uh. Let's see if I can find the the site or something. Basically, uh, I found I followed it up because I'm like, okay, how this kid do this? Uh, basically, there's a site. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should I should put that in here too. I'll see if I can get it up. Um, there's a site where you can basically, you know, you ever done the, you know, like the, the, the freak show guys do the office monkey thing where you do, you type, you type in your phrase and it does the voice thing and it maybe syncs it up to the monkey's face. Career Builder did this for a while. Um, I think it's still up actually. Um, well, basically somebody did that, but with 3D characters. Yeah. Um, basically you go, you type in the conversation and it generates a 3D video, uh, with your selected characters. Um, 
And, uh, I, can't, and, I can't remember what the website's called. Uh, extra normal. Wait, there we is, go. Is that the one where he compared the Evo to the iPhone and it got fired? Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, he actually it actually has it both ways. Uh, he does have a rebuttal video as well. They don't even mention Best Buy in any of the videos. Apparently, whoever saw from Best Buy somehow backtracked him, figured out he was an employee. Maybe he says something about Best Buy somewhere else down the line. Uh, the YouTube channel only has three videos. The, t- the, the Evo sucks video, the iPhone sucks video, and the um, and, and a trailer they did for, for an Xbox Doritos commercial uh, submission. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's from another channel. Maybe they've taken videos down since all this went down. Uh, basically, they've suspended the kid. 25 years old. What am I saying? Um, they suspended him, and they're basically looking for a way to fire him. Uh, so, Well, he doesn't work in PA, I can tell you that. He doesn't work in PA. Yeah, I know that that was a little bit of discussion, too, if it was a, a work-for-hire state. Um, but, yeah, it's really the most god-awful video I've seen for a while. Um to be raising all this fuss. Uh, and the, the funny thing is that um, if Best Buy hadn't said anything about this and they let it go, because they're claiming that um, uh, it disparaged the brand they carry uh, as well as the store itself and were fearful of stockholders and customers being turned off to Best Buy Mobile. Uh, like you said, he doesn't mention Best Buy at all in the video. Uh, in the video, it shows like cell phone mart or something like that uh and there's no suggestion to the best buy brand whatsoever in fonts colors name anything but because they decided to suspend this kid and threaten him uh with a termination now as you can see on TechCrunch and pretty much any other uh reputable tech blog uh including i'm pretty sure this has hit new york times and wall street journal and all the big players uh, now everybody knows about this video, and everybody has seen this video. And, I mean, me personally, as a geek, I see this as another reason for me to not shop at Best Buy. Besides the fact that they're generally a ripoff, mm-hmm. um, they do sell some things at, you know, decent prices. But when I see companies treat their employees like this, uh, when I know there are a lot of innocent geeks, like uh, I'm sure this guy is working at Best Buy, just trying to have a little fun, um, you know, it, it doesn't exactly encourage me to consume their product. You know, let me just throw this out there right now. I don't like Best Buy. <laughs> Most people don't. Buy. I don't. I don't think. Uh, the last time I shopped at Best Buy, I walked in with exactly what I needed written down. You, I could. You first off, you can't touch any of the internal parts of a computer anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, on their shelves, it's all handled by the uh, the Geek Squad. So, you walk in, you have to go over to their desk, and you have to tell them what you need. Hmm. Well, after my interview process with them, I learned that the Geek Squad is a bunch of morons. <laughs> oh, I, I knew that. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, when I first finished school, I interviewed with Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they told me that in order to even uh, qualify for a Geek Squad position, I had to spend six months on the sales floor. Wow. Jesus. So, that's how I know, personally. But I walked in. I needed two sticks of RAM. I had the the specs written down, because I knew I wasn't going to remember. So I handed them the piece of paper, and I said, I need this. It'll be written 
right on the package. And the guy still handed me the wrong equipment. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a thing being passed around a couple of years ago, which was basically the story about uh, back when Ubuntu was um, still up and coming. I mean, it's still kind of up and coming, but this was in the early days when they were giving out stacks of CDs to anybody who wanted them. And they were kind of uh, the young kid who was uh, pretty popular in the Linux world. Um, somebody had uh, come into a Best Buy with a laptop or something that ran uh, Ubuntu, and nobody there had a clue what it was. And they said that it couldn't possibly be as good as Windows. There's there's this huge write-up on it. It's probably like 1,200 words. And it's basically how this guy went into a Best Buy, ended up teaching all of the the, um, the Geek Squad kids about it. The managers came over because they couldn't believe everything that this thing was capable of. Um, and they they hadn't really touched Linux in any shape or form at all. And he ended up passing out um, Ubuntu DVDs to everybody just so they could, you know, toy around with it. The, the people who work behind the, the counter at Best Buy never, ever have a clue what they're doing. Every once in a while you find somebody who, like, it's, it's you know, their first month on the job or so. And any self-respecting geek is not a member of the Geek Squad for very long. No. And, and you know what? Let me throw this out there also. Um, yes, some of their prices are good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You can get some great deals there. As long as you don't talk to anyone. In the <laughs> and it's hard to even talk to somebody half the time. When I have a question, it's like, where the hell is this in your store? And uh, they're just having a meeting in front of me. Yeah. Do you want to buy? You want to buy warranty for that? It's like, yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, I've had problems with them before where they uh, bought, helped my brother buy his laptop. And I was like, yeah, get a plan because, you know, you know, uh, I've been pretty happy with them as far as their, their warranties. You know, the breaks, you know, the, I was told if you come in with part of your computer, they will replace it, you know. Uh, but apparently they don't tell you which level of the plan that is. And they've changed it a lot. Uh, but luckily, you know, what he got the standard plan and they still replaced this board when he spilled some Dr. Pepper on it at a show. Um, uh, but, but, you know, aside from that, you know, they still, it, it was, it was a stre- it was stressful because we went in and I was like, well, we didn't get the accidental damage protection because we didn't know it existed. Couldn't find it on the website. Nobody told us about it. They didn't up, they didn't even bother to upsell, uh, when we were trying to get a laptop from there, uh, shortly afterwards, uh, for somebody else I was helping out. Uh, it was like, I know they're not commissioned, but you know, but they don't even they don't even bother. You know, I'd almost you know because I, I think a lot some people want that protection. You know, even though they do offer me the protection on a game controller, uh, even at Walmart. But you know, uh, yeah. Well, see, the, the it's, thing it's, I have... it's hard being the only game in town, Chachi. <laughs> it is. It's so hard. It's so hard. It, it, the thing I have, the problem I have is their, uh, and I, I don't know what they. It's basically an optimization. Mm-hmm. Plan mm-hmm. that they try to sell you. Yeah. Oh. Oh. They, the, they charge the, you like say, eighty bucks. Yeah. To optimize your computer. But you know what? Alienware used to do the same thing. Okay. Alienware is more repu repu uh, is better. Now that they're done, <laughs> of course. But uh, it's if you buy this optimization upgrade from Best Buy, mm-hmm. they take the computer out of the box. They delete a few icons from the desktop and give it back to you. Yay. That's it. Don't they charge like a hundred bucks to format your hard drive too? Yes. 
Yeah, they something do. like that. I'll do it for twenty. There's a there's a I think <laughs> I saw one time a hundred and thirty dollar plan uh to to set up your game console. Yeah, it's so. ridiculous. Uh, but you know what? You but will. you know what? You know, I, I, they're capitalizing, and I don't agree with it. But they're capitalizing on people that don't have, you know, the the you know kids kids in their family like us that you know we know we're the tech support for our whole family, you know, the, and they don't they don't have that, and the Geek Squad is that geeky kid that will help them out. Unfortunately, it doesn't work out too well, and sometimes they steal your porn. But aside from that, you know, sometimes you don't have another choice. Uh, well, on that note, I think we need to wrap it up here today. We're running late. Uh, again, I want to apologize to Andy Quayle, uh, but we'll plug the crap out of him. Uh, techberg.com is his site. He's uh, Techberg on Twitter, of course, and also he's CEO over at tubu.net, which I use for my portfolio. Um, so go check all that out. We're going to you know, see if we can get them rescheduled, of course. Uh, I we I blame Skype. I blame Skype. He, apparently, he was uh, signed on about a half an hour before the show. Didn't see him anywhere. Uh, didn't get any notice. Getting nothing uh, on any of our computers. So, uh, so go check him out. Uh, uh, Chacha, we lost we lost your video probably about five minutes ago. Not on Skype, but through the system. Due to some firewire fun that I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, but cool. where can people find you, and what are you up to lately? I'm on Twitter at Chachi Says, mm-hmm. and I blog at ChachiSays.wordpress.com. Excellent. And and, and if uh, if uh, if anybody wants a hard drive formatted for five bucks or twenty bucks, I'm just, I'm don't undersell them, man. A special deal through AwesomeCast.com. <laughs> um, I, I'm available for all your tech support needs. Just send me an email at Chachi Says, Chachi Says at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and, uh, Rob, what are you up to lately? Uh, I, I actually have kind of a, a project this week. I'll be, uh, decking out one of my bikes with, uh, oodles of, uh, fancy electronics, like, uh, electroluminescent pads and tapes and LEDs and blinky things for a, uh, a special light ride I'll be doing next month. So all sorts of geeky, geeky goodness is ahead. Um, but, uh, aside from, uh, me burning my fingers with the soldering iron and, uh, and awesome fumes, I, uh, I'll be on the Twitters at, uh, at R-O-B-J-D-L-C. See, I abbreviated my last name. That's what that is. A lot of people ask me about my Twitter handles because they have no idea what it, it spells. That's actually my full name because my last name is in fact three words. And yes, that does make me cooler than most people. Uh, and com. Not all people, most people. Most people, not all people. Fantastic. Like me. And of course, I'm over at Sorgatron.com. I have a recent rantings about The Last Airbender, and uh, I, I actually have a post about half written. Maybe we'll get it up tomorrow uh, about uh, audiences not being served. The conversation I've had recently that I think I just needed to get down on paper or blogging. Uh, also, check out, uh, I've been playing with this cool little thing called uh, the Camera Plus. Uh, we talked about this the other day, Rob, uh, for the iPhone, because I have the 3GS and I have to extend it for a year. Um, <laughs> if you want the spiff factor, check this out. It makes it look like you're th- looking through a real camera. Look at that camera lens right there. Uh, but it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm probably going to have a post about it in the future. Uh, it's like it was two bucks this last weekend, so I couldn't pass that out. Mostly Lisa.com, they have information. And I've been watching the tutorials, Rob. You're going to have to check out my photos on Flickr and tell me how much <laughs> of a photo, how much of a photography tool I am. <laughs> wrong. Gladly. But aside from that, uh, I'm having fun. It makes me feel important. Um, <laughs> and of course, follow me on Twitter, Sorgatron. 
and SorgatronMedia.com for all the stuff we're working on here, of course. Uh, and uh, also AwesomeCast.com. We have a Facebook page. Go join us there. We're getting all kinds of friends. I'm seeing that number go up, and it's making me happy and feel important as well. Uh, <laughs> you are important. There you go. Uh, contact at AwesomeCast.com. I need to get off my button, finish that Google voice uh, voicemail uh as well so we'll hopefully have that number here for you soon i remember i got a cool one um but it will, i think it's a it, it's it spells out a cast or something um nice. it, was, it was hard i can't get awesome from anywhere so until then we'll see you next week stay awesome people Was that cheesy enough? Was that cheesy enough for you?